Hey sis, come on in. We've been waiting for you. Welcome to Melanin Passport, the podcast for women of color who are seeking adventure, inspiration, and empowerment. I'm your host, Lake Jones, and I'm thrilled to be sharing this space with you today and every day. On this podcast, we'll explore the world through the eyes of women of color, sharing stories, tips, and insights that will help you create a life that is rich with experiences and full of purpose. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or just getting started, whether you're seeking freedom in your personal or professional life, this podcast is for you. Throughout each episode, we'll hear from a diverse group of women who are making their mark on the world in their own unique way. We'll talk about travel, culture, self-care, career development, and more, all with the goal of helping you live your best life. So if you're a woman of color who's ready to take on the world, then you've come to the right place. Let's dive into Melanin Passport. All right, so today we have a special guest who's blessing our community by sharing her experience. Let me just give you guys a little intro. So she's a God-fearing Black expat who currently resides in Merida, Mexico. She is a woman that lives life on her own terms and living a childhood dream of traveling around the globe. After seven years of climbing the corporate ladder, she chose herself and quit her stable corporate career to focus on her mental and emotional health and took a big leap of faith by moving to Mexico to find her own internal peace. She's visited and have experienced multiple cultures such as China, Hong Kong, Portugal, Jamaica, Costa Rica, the Bahamas, and now Mexico. When she is not traveling, she enjoys being a fashionista, cosmetologist, shower singer, (laughs) and a lifestyle blogger. Her blog, The Truth in Style is currently under construction, but in the works to be relaunched soon. So definitely stay tuned. So let's all welcome my girl, Rakisha. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, yes. Thank you for doing this. Of course. How is, yes, how are you doing in Merida today? What's the weather like out there? (laughs) Every day. I know, right? Every day is hot. <laughs> Nothing new. Right, right. We have to tell the story, like, uh, for them out there to how we met because we actually met in Mexico. Yes, we did. And I think it's a very cool story because our solo travelers out there that you know want to find a community, I think, is very helpful for them to know. You know, you can go alone and meet your your community and your tribe where yes. you land. So. Do you want to kind of give them a little backstory of how um, you landed in Mexico and what was what led you to Mexico? Oh wow, that's a, that's a big uh, story. I'll try to make that make it so long. Um, so long story short, I was in the corporate world, um, hated it, um, <laughs> never really wanted to be in corporate, but you know, your girl got to make a living just like everyone else. And so I found myself in corporate. I was doing really well uh, for someone who did not want to be in corporate. Um, I was climbing up that corporate ladder, as I mentioned, I was working there for seven years. And I just reached a point where I was getting ready to buy a house. I was getting ready to, you know, do all these things to make really um, just uh, set roots. And I realized I didn't want to do that. I didn't, I did not want to be married to this job forever. 
And um, I just decided that, you know what, I'm not happy doing this. Even though it looks good on paper, you know, on the outside, I have no reason to be unhappy. Um, You know, I'm a successful Mm -hmm. woman, able to take care of myself very well, you know, able to travel and do the things. But I just wasn't happy. And uh, I thought that it was time to choose myself. And so I quit. Um, and I packed all my things and I moved to Merida, Mexico. Um, I really came, uh, well, I really, the plan was to go by myself. Um, but I have an incredible loving mom who said, yeah, the devil is a liar. And so she actually booked a, the flight, her flight, I'm sorry, um, the night before I was leaving. She had, I guess, mom anxiety of her baby leaving and, um, you know, booked a flight the night before and got on that same flight as I was on. And she was there with me. So I didn't get to have my <laughs> solo trip um, arrival in Mexico, but that was OK. That was fine. Um, I think that actually kind of made the experience a little bit more, I guess, easygoing because I wasn't, it wasn't so much anxiety on me. Um, so I'm grateful for my mom. Um, but immediately after, um, I was just on Facebook. Um, I think it's called the brother and sister Facebook group in, in Merida. And I just came across, um, this young woman's post named Lake (laughs) Jones. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I think she was saying something like, Hey, you know, I'm coming to, I'm in Merida or I'm coming to Merida, something along those lines. And, um, you know, we chit chatted a little bit on the, her post, and then we decided to exchange phone numbers and Hey, we, we met up and everything falls from there. Yeah. So yeah, the group is called, uh, like you said, brothers and sisters of Merida, um, and there's tons of groups on Facebook for different countries. So if you are looking for a community, definitely look to Facebook and kind of put yourself out there and, and definitely see if there's someone you can connect with. Um, we definitely connected. We met up. And I actually, like she said, her mom was there, which was such a delight. Um, it's kind of going to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Did you travel as a child? Was that something popular or something like that you did as a family or were like nationally or internationally when you were a child child growing up? My grandmother is a traveler. You know, she's been around the world. And when me and my cousin got of age, she did take us to a couple of places, more so around the States. Um, And then um, Mm -hmm. one of my outside of the country experiences was in the Bahamas. Um, And at that time, I think you needed a passport. Probably still do. I don't know. But um, I think that was that around that time. And so the Bahamas was one of my first experiences. I think I was around, what, 10 or 11. And um, I remember the very first thing I remember that I, that really stuck out to me is the the driving on the left side of the road. And... <laughs> And I remember, you know, being in a van and thinking we were about to get into a car accident because I seen the cars coming right at us. And um, for some reason, that really just sparked something in me. And not only that, but just meeting, you know, people of different cultures and how nice and friendly people were. And they had a different accent and the food was delicious and the culture was amazing and the water was blue and perfect. and, And, you know, it was just amazing it just I think it really did just put that traveling spirit in my 
um, you know, inside of me. And from then on, I just always had that bug of wanting to see more and um, adventure more. Yeah, I definitely believe like as children, we are planted little seeds that like spark our travel. Um, I told the story before, but for me, I think it was because I didn't travel much as a child. It had the reverse mm-hmm. on me, the reverse effect. So I wanted to like explore and, and go different places and see what life was like. But for you, I know meeting your mom, that was her first time kind of taking a leap and you kind of inspired her, um, maybe out of fear, <laughs> but either way, um, you know, she loved it and she ended up really enjoying Merida and it really just touched me to see like, how you as your her child can inspire her to take that leap of faith and, and see something different. Yeah, you know, and I'm really grateful for that, you know. Um, yeah, my mom did her traveling within the States, but not so much of out of the country. And, you know, much like a lot of people, you know, if you, you know, it's always the unknown that people are afraid of, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the news does not help. <laughs> um and so it's just, you know, well, all of those factors. Yeah, she wasn't too excited initially um, that I was moving out the country. But um, again, her being the mommy, mama bear that she is, she's like, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to do this. We're going to do this together. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm happy that she did decide to do that, even though, like you said, it was out of fear. But she was able to see that there was really nothing to be afraid of. You know, if, mm-hmm. if anything, it's almost like, wow. She should have done this a lot sooner in life, you know, and um, yeah, um, meeting you and, you know, the other ladies in our little group that we, you know, married a girls group. Um, it really was an eye opener for her of that, you know, there is a lot of uh, SPACs, um, specifically black SPACs that's in the world that's traveling, um, that's, you know, living life carefree, Um that is open to new cultures and just looking, uh, just exploring different ways of living, Um, that there is peace, you know, elsewhere and that, you know, Mm -hmm. the American dream um, that, you know, America has sold us all, all um, in is is, there is more to life than just America. Right. And you can have that nice Mm -hmm. life, even outside of the States and Mexico, and Portugal and anywhere around the world, wherever you want to go, um, you can make a nice life for yourself. And I think Mexico was just that first stepping stone um, for her. And even for myself, because I've never lived, you know, I visited multiple places, but I never just lived somewhere. And Mexico was my first out of the country um, stop of living full time. I received my residency um so I made it official (laughs) yes I did make it official and I must say that my time here thus far has been amazing um like I said the the Yucatan people here are very friendly um very welcoming um they're warm people um you can tell that it's it really is embedded in their culture and as they are as people um so it's just brought a lot of peace um for myself just to calm down from the chaos and the states that can kind of you know be put on your on your spirit you know unconsciously you know you're soaking in all that all that chaos and so being here in Merida has really just calmed my spirit down and and it's been it's been a blessing and it is a slower pace of life in Merida right like I feel like 
Merida is more of like easygoing. Like you said, you can kind of take your time throughout your day. You don't have to have this rat race that you're like chasing mm-hmm. after there. It doesn't feel that way. That energy doesn't feel like that. It's there. definitely a lot slower. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> How would you say as a black woman, coming to Mexico or in Merida in, in particular, how has that been? Like, what was, ha, has the reception been good so far? Have you had any issues there as a Black woman? Personally, have had no issues um, at all. Um, like I said, from the moment I arrived, the first night has always been very welcoming. Um, I mean, people have been going above and beyond uh, to make me feel welcome here. And so, um, I, yeah, it, it's been it's been a breeze. To, I'll be, I'll be honest and say, mm-hmm. um, and also I've been meeting people like from day one, um, women of color, women of different races. Um, so I personally haven't heard of um, anyone saying they received any you know bad treatment or any discrimination. Um, and I personally haven't for myself. So it's it's really been a pleasant um, introductory um, of living abroad. <laughs> yeah, definitely a soft landing. Like, um, I don't know how many people out there know this, but Merida is actually a quite a large hub for Black, black expats. Like, a lot of Black expats are moving mm-hmm. there, finding their community, um, finding safety there. It's one of the safest cities in North America, including the United States, okay, and Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so a lot of people go there just to kind of, like you said, find peace of mind. They have it's very family friendly. Um, but I think also if you're single, you can find your your community there too. Like it's still like a hip area in in Merida where you can kind of go out with your girls, have brunch, you know, that type of vibe as well. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you can definitely do that. Um, <laughs> um, I, what I will say within the, the black, uh, community that is here, um, there are events that you can go to. Um, I've recently started going to the wine and poetry event, um, that is held mm-hmm. once a month. Um, here in Merida. So that's always refreshing and something that I look forward to. And you get to gather with all the Black com- community or the ones that attend and socialize and, hey, pick stories and, and share stories and um, and then listen to stories through poetry. It's, it's a beautiful experience. And you get to see, you know, um, it's just that, you know, we're, we're everywhere and, you know, we, we are beautiful people. Yes. Amen to that. Um, so I do know that, you know, with you moving out of the States, you've been out of the States for a while now. What do you feel Mexico in particular has given you as a resident that makes it somewhere where you want to reside versus being back in the States? Like, do you see yourself ever moving back to the States? You know, um, that's a really good question. Um for right now, what Mexico has given given me is just um, a, a time to not be in that rat race, to just slow myself down, um, my mind. So I've been definitely taking my time um, as far as regrouping, thinking about, you know, what I, what's next for me. Um, I have been thinking about my 
a next business venture um you know um pretty much what what are what is my you know next year to 3 to you know to 5 year plans i have for myself um I'm trying to plan that out. So in regards to moving to back to the States, um, I have not made that decision if I want to do that. If I do, it'll be more so just to, I guess, um, you know, get back into the corporate world for just a tad a bit, to, I guess, to, you know, um, regroup. Yeah. And um, and then to come right back. I, I definitely don't do not think that the States will ever be my home full time ever again. Um, I think that it will always be just like a temporary, you know, stopping point to probably just to regroup and then leave again. Um, but I think that, you know, being abroad, living abroad has definitely um, gave me realization that I think that I really do want to find a home um, outside of America full time mm-hmm. permanently. Right. And I, I agree, Mexico is definitely a good, like, starting point, you know, for a lot of people out there that wants to j- just get out of the States and go somewhere close. You know, the time zone is the same. Um, it's, it's not too much of, like, a culture shock in that way. I mean, there's definitely culture talk in other ways, but you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of go there to find, you know, what your next step is if it's something that you're not looking to stay or do long term. Right. I definitely... Yeah, it's a great option. I think you deserve your flowers. Okay, let me give you your flowers real quick because you actually, when you quit your job, you took that time and like actually have been able to suffice and live on your own savings for like over a year. And I'm so proud of you because that's a that's a feat in itself. That's a privilege. Not everyone is able to do that and manage their money properly in order to make something like that happen. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, um, what I will say is that it really is about planning, um, you know, um, and for myself, I've always had this thought of living abroad, but I just did not have the courage to do it, you know? Um, and honestly I was saving, but not to live abroad. You know, like I said, I was thinking about buying a house. I was thinking about, you know, doing other stuff, you know, so I was just being a responsible and adult, (laughs) you know, and, um, and, you know, one day, you know, I, so just to back up a little bit, I, in my own place, I used to have a whiteboard and I will write down certain little scriptures to keep me you know, motivated and moving. And there was a scripture that I used to walk by and glimpse, you know, uh, read briefly. And, and it was um, something of the sort of um, do something radical if you want to see God move in your life. And Mm. I would read that and I'll just say, and you know, I'll say, do something radical. And I didn't know what something radical I could do. Like, what would we, what could I do that's considered radical? <laughs> and, um, and one day I just had that epiphany. I'm like, you know what? I'm quitting my job. <laughs> and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to move, you know, because, you know, I just, I found myself just not being happy. And I just said, you know what, life is too short to keep living life unhappy. Um, and so I decided to do something that I felt like was radical. I wanted to see God do something in my life. I wanted to, want, I wanted to allow God to lead me. And so I felt like, 
as far as being a person who's always in control of her, you know, her life and her finances and her next mm-hmm. steps in life, giving up complete control is the best way I feel like is like really saying, God, here is the control board and I will be a follower and I'm going to trust in you wholeheartedly. And so um, that's pretty much what I decided to do. So, yeah, so um, luckily, you know, I, I did have a good amount of savings. And so it was not hard to make that leap of faith um, because I was already prepared. And so I guess it's another saying of, hey, you know, um, stay ready so you don't have to be ready or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So when it was time, it was it was a smooth transition. Um, I parted ways with my job, um, pleasantly. So if I ever wanted to go back, which I don't, but if I ever wanted to, I could return back. Um, and yeah, I got my residency in Mexico. That was even a true, a, a smooth, um, transaction, even with the language barrier, you know, I was able to, um, you know, do that seam- seamlessly. And so I'm really grateful for that because I did not have to pay any fun, any money. A lot of people pay a lot of money to relocate, um, um, overseas and I pay just the regular fees, but nothing more than that. Um, and so I'm just grateful right. for their research. And so I would definitely say to anyone who's looking to, um, move abroad is to do your research on YouTube. I did a lot of research on YouTube. I, um, I, um, watched Stephanie Perry's, um, videos. I watched, um, picky, picky girl travel, um, videos, YouTube videos, and they shared a lot of free information, a lot of information that was very helpful. And then I will also just search other things, you know, on, you know, on my own accord of like, Hey, how do you do X, Y, and Z? How do you prepare for this? And I was over prepared. And so that way I was at my transition, um, in Mexico was a very seamless, seamless. So I, cause yeah, I know that you mentioned like the residency portion was pretty seamless for you. What was that process to get your residency that you had to take to, to what were the steps in doing that? So you, um, well, you have to first get your visa, um, in a, at a Mexican co- um, consulate in the States. Um, mm-hmm. And then once you get your uh, residency visa in the States, you have, what, 90 days uh, to travel to Mexico and to get your, and to apply for your residency card. Um, one thing to mention is that once you do arrive, you have 90 days to get it and you are, you cannot leave Mexico once you arrive or you have to restart the process all over again. Um, oh, that's important. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a key point to really pay attention to. Um, so um, as soon as I arrived, I think I got my residency card within one or two weeks. Um, you have, um, but once you arrive, you have to make an appointment um, you have to, uh, once you make your appointment, you have this, uh, these applications and your fees. Um, and then you go to the, um, my, um, migration international center here in Mexico. I'm sorry. I could, I'm pretty sure it's 
No. Correct. <laughs> I have to give Lake the correct information later. Yeah, okay. um, and, <laughs> and then you just um you right. you have a little interview. Um and it, it's trust me, it's it's you'll be fine. I don't speak any Spanish <laughs> and I was perfectly fine. So, you know, it, it's not a scary process. Um, and as long as you have all your paperwork and your feed, you pretty much just hand it over. You know, they're going to, you know, go through the, your paperwork. They'll ask you or, you, you know, um, why you want to be here and just say, Hey, I just want to learn a new culture and learn Spanish. And that's good enough. And, um, if they have the cards available, um, they will give you your residency card. If not, you'll just have to come back to pick up your residency card and it's, that's it. Wow. I did not know it was that smooth of a process. Like I thought you would have to go through months of like, you know, like how you hear all these stories about other countries where you have to go all these steps, but wow, that's pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Like I said, the, the, the thing is, is just about having, um, your ducks in a row, you know, like doing your research, make sure you have all the paperwork. Now, if you, if you, you know, don't have all your paperwork, then you have to keep coming back and forth. And then, like I said, get, um, waiting, waiting in line <laughs> isn't, you know, you have to make sure you have your patience, <laughs> um, you know, fully prepared, uh, you know, to have patience because you will be waiting. Um, and it is in Spanish. So you have Did to be fully alert. Apologies. Did they speak to you in Spanish and during the interview, or did they speak in English? So, um, when you first arrive, the um, like the security guards and um, the the um, people that's at the front desk, they speak Spanish. Um, they're obviously they'll they'll know that you don't speak Spanish. So what they will do is try to um assign you to someone who has some level of english um and so that's what happened with me so i got someone who knew a little bit of english and so that helped a lot <laughs> um nice. yeah so they'll definitely they, like i said um if everyone is very accommodating here so they will definitely they won't just leave you hanging um you know they'll try to help you right, right. Well, that was great information. Like, I'm sure all my ladies out there that are interested in Mexico, they'll definitely find this beneficial because that's that's awesome. Well, and just another disclaimer: this is I my my experience is only with uh, Merida, uh, Mexico. I have not tried to you know get my residency in any other cities, so um, right. I'm not sure if the process will be that smooth in other states. But in Yucatan, in Merida, in Yucatan. The process was fairly easy, um, but you know every state has their own processes and procedures. So please make sure that you are doing research for the city and state that you are um, going to. Right, because it's just like the states; like every state have their own laws, own policies. So definitely do your research there. Um, this has been so informative and i appreciate you so so much um we have this thing on melanin passport where you know we want you to leave us with a bit of advice and it's called stamping our passport so stamping our passport basically the gem or jewel you like to leave us like a piece of advice that you like to give to the ladies out there listening in 
Okay. Um, well, the biggest advice that I can give is to never live life in fear because that's not living. That's enduring life. Um, if you're a believer, I say, um, put your worries and concerns in God's hands. Um, he's a protector and a provider. And I say, go for it. Whatever you want to do in life, go for it. Never live in fear. Yes. Amen to that. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Keisha. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> you got to come back. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, I'll come back anytime. Thank you. That's all for today's episode of Melanin Passport. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and found it inspiring, informative, and or entertaining. (laughs) Before we go, I want to share a few quick reminders. First, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing or leaving us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more listeners like you. Second, if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, We'd love to hear from you. You can connect with us on melanin underscore passport on Instagram or send us an email at melanatedjourneys at outlook.com. Finally, I want to give a special, special thanks to our sponsor, Spotify, who makes this podcast possible. Please check out more and more podcasts. Show your support. Show your love. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you, ladies. And until next time, keep exploring, seeking, and living your best life. This is Lake Jones signing off.